The opinions and suggestions expressed in the following program are solely those of the participants and are not necessarily endorsed by KRMG, Cox Media Group Incorporated, or the program sponsors. The following program is sponsored by Senior Class Media. Welcome to Sunshine Care Health and Wellness. Over the next hour, we'll help you discover the exciting advances in nutrition, cooking, activity, sleep, and more. Call 918-460-5764. That's 918-460-KRMG. Or send us your open mics by using the free KRMG app. It's Sunshine Care Health and Wellness on 1023 KRMG. Tulsa's News and Talk. Good Sunday morning to you. My name's Russell Mills, and I would like to thank you for tuning in for Sunshine Care Health and Wellness this morning. Discussion to be led by the medical director for Sunshine Care, and uh, just a heck of a nice guy. Sitting to my immediate right, his name is Dr. Donald Simmons. We call him Dr. Dono because he answers to it. And good morning, sir. How you doing? Good morning Major to you, brother. Smile. You know, it's it's Sunday morning, and, yep. and what better way to spend a Sunday morning than dragging your uh, backside out of bed earlier than you want to on a Sunday morning <laughs> to drive down to Tulsa and come hang out with the best people that I know. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because I generally am a late sleeper, uh, mid midday person, you know, stay up late at nights. That's just my biorhythm has been since I was a kid. Hated school. Hated having to get up early every morning. But yeah, Sunday mornings, by golly, <laughs> I'm up way early. And and actually, I look forward to it because, you know, it's it's live radio. It's, it's, it's a challenge. It's fun to do. Get to hang out with you and Rusty and Dan and and, 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 and Mike. You, you get and, that interesting opportunity to completely shift gears because you spend two hours talking <laughs> medicine and health and wellness and such with us. And, and then, because I listen on, on my way driving home, uh, yeah, you have to completely shift then into business and finances and, and investing. And, and honestly, sir, that's a microcosm of my job as a general assignment reporter. Dude, that's, that's what I love about you. <laughs> and, and, and you do it seamlessly and unnoticeably uh, that, that, that there's a difference. And this is, you're very well versed in both. And I love having you around, buddy. Well, you are, you're very kind, sir. And I do appreciate it. And, uh, and you know, I, we're going to talk a little bit about my situation today because I got nothing else to talk. I've been off for a week. I have no idea what the heck's going on. I kind of kept tabs on the news, you know, so I have a general idea. But really what I'd like to hear from is our beloved listener. That's you. So 918-460-KRMG is the phone number. That's uh, 460-5764 in the Don't Hate the 918 area code. And that is the preferred method to ask questions or make comments on the show because that way um, Dr. Donald can follow up with you if he needs a little more information to try to suss out what's going on. However, uh, for those of you who are just too darn shy or just not feeling salty enough to be on live radio this morning, that's okay. You can text us at 70123. Just please type KRMG at the beginning of the text. So it comes to the correct radio station. And then finally, we've got that that uh, good old open mic on the KRMG app. And if you don't know, the KRMG app is free. You can get the latest newscast on demand at any time. You can listen to us live on demand anytime. You can get traffic. You can get live radar all kinds of stuff. So good stuff. You got something to add there? But I'm just trying to go back in my memory bank to remember the last time I actually sussed. Ah, well, you do it all the time. You probably just don't call it that. <laughs> I'll let you all look up what sussing out means. It's more of an ex- English expression. I don't think Americans use it all that much. In any case, 
Um, we've got uh, somebody who called, but I guess they did, did not ask a question. Producer Crystal is standing by the phone, so she's ready to handle those. And by the way, that is also an option. You can call us at 918-460-KRMG and just give her the message and she'll pass it along. So there you go. Four different ways that you can participate in today's program. What fun. All right. So I'm going to start by uh, talking about the sleep situation. Since we had this, we started this discussion a few weeks back, mm-hmm. I mentioned that you know I've had a sleep apnea problem all my life, which combined with restless leg syndrome makes it rough on me to get any kind of uh, meaningful rest. Um, I, and I recently went through this whole round where I was going to get this device, or I was looking into this device that they, they implant that keeps your, basically keeps your air passage open in your throat. It kind of sends an electronic signal and says, hey, stay open while this guy's sleeping. So I did a sleep study. And, uh, doctor, it appears that 39% of my sleep apneas are central core apneas. So it is not, the problem is not in my throat. Apparently, the problem is in my brain. Now, that probably surprises no one who actually knows me that my brain is, you know, problematic. But, well, do you, I know that's not your specialty, not your wheelhouse, but do you know what I'm talking about when I talk about central core apneas? Yeah, so when, when it comes to sleep apnea, there's there's kind of a big dividing line and a, and a big fork in the road. Um, you know, one is is because of what's called obstructive sleep apnea, and then the other is what we call central sleep apnea. And despite the fact they both uh, have the name sleep apnea in them and and the, a similar end result, um, the the causes of them are, are vastly different, wildly divergent. Not you know, so. Go ahead. The obstructive sleep apnea it's a physical problem with your airway. Um, you know, for lack of a better term, you have a floppy airway uh, that as you are inspiring, bringing, bringing air in, your airway kind of collapses and keeps you from being able to put air down into your lungs. Okay? And that happens mostly while we are asleep because while we're awake, two things happen. Number one, we're upright and that uh, helps a little bit with that. Number two is, is we are consciously thinking about uh, hey, I can't get as good enough breath. I need to do something different. Well, while you're asleep, that kind of goes by the wayside and you are laying flat on your back or on your side, which leads to uh, the difficulty in maintaining that airway, keeping it open. Uh, we, we fix that with basically a, a, a pressure system to help force pressure into your airway to keep it open. A couple of ways to do, that you can do uh, that. And that's what that's, that's with the, the CPAP. The CPAP uh, and, and Continuous then they, <clears throat> positive air pressure. Is yep. that right? Yep. That's what yeah. CPAP stands for. Uh, and, and you can actually even have a, a step above that is called BiPAP, uh, which is, is bimodal positive airway pressure, where there's actually uh, the, the pressure changes between inspiration and expiration. Uh, so, so that there is a difference between those. Um, yeah, and then the, the other thing is is that we're moving towards having this Inspire device, uh, which is basically an implanted device that uh, actually activates some of the muscles at the back of your throat and your oropharynx, uh, which is the fancy medical term for the back of your throat going down into your airway, and basically stimulates those muscles to help keep them open uh, to, to work on that. So the, the central sleep apnea is where the part of your brain that says, hey, dummy, it's time to take a deep breath, doesn't work as properly as it should. Uh, and here's the hard part. I don't know of any really great things that they have to do much about that. that exactly. I, I'd love to hear what they have told you as, as to what needs to be done about that. They have told me uh, nothing. 
you know, essentially, and, and this is the part that kind of frosts me. So I go to one doctor, I go to my primary care physician who sends me to a sleep specialist who um, schedules the sleep study and says, okay, then you'll need to talk to the surgeon. So I go in, I, I see the sleep specialist. I get a, I get a home, at-home sleep study. So you basically strap this thing around your chest and you put this little thing in your nose and you, and you sleep as, as best you can. And you do that for two nights and you take it back and they take the little chip out of it and they read it, right? So then they schedule me to talk to the surgeon who would put the device in and I go there and I spent an hour there, hour and a half. Um, I you know, gave them copay. They billed my insurance for it. I pull out of the parking lot, did not make it two blocks. They call me and say, hey... You don't qualify for this based on your sleep study. What? Yeah, we can only... You put this device in you if 25% or less of your apneas are central core apneas. Well, you're at 39%. Okay, so two pieces of information that kind of aren't good. One, um, you just... You had that study in your hands before I got to the office, and, and now you're telling me after you collected my money and billed my insurance that, oh, by the way, we shouldn't have even wasted your time? And then two, oh, great, so I have both. I have both obstructive sleep apnea and I have central core apneas. And unfortunately, it's getting close to half and half, and there's not a bloody thing I can do about the central core apneas, except now what does the CPAP in any way ameliorate or address that problem? Not, not for the central part. Because it, it is a nervous system problem rather than a, a pulmonary system and a, anatomical problem. So, so th- that might explain why when I tried the CPAP years ago, <clears throat> it didn't work. Right, I was still waking up. <clears throat> I was still having the, the. I wasn't feeling rested in the morning anyway. It didn't. It didn't help me. Now it, it's possible, I suppose, that it would be if it cut down the number of apneas by say sixty percent. Maybe I'd still get some better sleep. In, in, any way to be able to help that is is absolutely going to move you in the right direction. So no, if if there's if there's a way to be able to get on CPAP and improve part of your reasons for apnea. Um, you know, that's going to be helpful. The, you know, the overall ultimate problem, though, is if you're having any significant apneic events in the night, that's going to prevent you from getting to that good deep level of sleep that you need in order to wake up feeling rested. So Russell lives on a perpetual sleep deprivation. My entire adult life. So, somehow you, you still manage to, to kill it, so I, I appreciate what you do. <laughs> well, it's, it's going to kill me, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm not going you know, to be a centenarian now, let's put it that way. And I'm being euphemistic, but <laughs> I, you know, I know for sure that there's a lot of health problems associated not only with apneas themselves, mm-hmm. but just with lack of sleep in general, right? And, and we can talk a little bit more about that after we take a quick time out. Again, we'd like to get you involved in the conversation. Have you done a CPAP? Got any advice for me? Apparently they've changed. They're smaller now, lighter, easier to maintain. I don't know. It's been a few years. So we can chat about that or anything else that's on your mind. 918-460-KRMG. 918-460-5764 or text us at 70123. More of Sunshine Care Health and Wellness after a quick timeout. You're listening to 1023-KRMG, Tulsa's News and Talk. Ah, 
I hope you're whistling along on this uh, lovely sunny Sunday. This is Sunshine Care Health and Wellness on 1023 KRMG. I'm Russell Mills. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we've been talking this morning a little bit about sleep uh, with our host. He's the medical director of Sunshine Care Partners, and his name is Dr. Donald K. Simmons, right? Is it K? R. Uh, I took a guess, and I blew it. Donald R. What's the R stand for? Ray. Donald Ray Simmons. Anyway, we call him Dr. Dono. That way I don't have to remember his initials. There you go. (laughs) And uh, he is standing by to take your calls if you've got a question or a comment or just anything, you know, that's uh, bothering you right now. Seasonal allergies, broken leg, whatever the heck. You might have some ideas for you. So the phone number is 918-460-KRMG. That's 460-5764. And the don't hate the 918 area code. That's two, two, okay. And then, uh, oh, and you can text us at 70123. Just please type K or MG at the beginning of said text, and that way we'll be sure to get the message. And I see somebody get calling in. Do not have any texts on the board. We'll see what the caller has in store for us. But while, uh, while Crystal's getting that sorted, talk to me for a minute about, did you, did you look into these micro-pap devices or... Have you ever seen these things? Because I'm, I'm seeing them online for like $25. They're like a nose-only little CPAP device. And I'm thinking that's got to be a scam. Certainly not FDA approved. Um, don't have any experience with those? I don't have any experience with those, but I would probably not have a high level of trust. But you have had good feedback from your patients about CPAP. You've told me that before. Oh, very much so. I, I have a very similar conversation anytime the subject comes up. Uh, and it's actually two conversations. And, and the first one before they get set up with the, the equipment is, Doc, I don't know how I'd ever be able to sleep with that. And really, it takes about one or two nights, and, and that very quickly changes into, Doc, I don't know how I'd ever be able to sleep without that. Um, and, and you may notice there was one fine little difference in those two conversations. One is with that, and one is without that. And it, it, it very quickly changes the quality of your sleep so sufficiently that it, it allows you to actually be able to actually sleep. So I guess um, I may be looking at another round with the CPAP stuff. Meanwhile, let's see what's going on out there. Uh, Rob is calling in from Jenks America. Rob, thank you very much for listening. Thanks for calling. How can we help you this morning, sir? Uh, good morning. Uh, so I'm, I kind of comment about the, uh, the statement of Oklahoma being 48th in, in health care. Oh, uh, yeah, from our previous hour, yes. In, Yes. So I was I was born and raised in Philadelphia. I'm 52 years old. I've been 10 years in the military. I've lived in Virginia. I've lived in Illinois. I've lived all over the place. I, for us being 48th in healthcare, that means the other states must be stellar because I've actually had some of the best healthcare I've ever had since I've been here. That includes TRICARE in the military and everything else. So when I last lived in, in Illinois outside of St. Louis, I had uh, acid reflux fairly, fairly bad. And the doctor that I went to there, he just kept saying, yeah, just keep taking Prilosec. So I took Prilosec for two years. And I came here and I went to, you know, when we moved here in, in 2018, I started seeing Dr. Allen at Utica Park Clinic. And she said, no, that's, that's not what we're supposed to do. And the reason I went to her is because I was starting to have pain in my, my arms and my fingers that was more like, almost like a bone type pain, like a really deep kind of irritation. And I almost felt like I was 
like an early osteoporosis or something to that effect. And she basically said that that could be an effect of the continual Prilosec that my other doctor told me to keep taking. So shortly after that happened, I mean, even all the way through COVID, and I never, my care never changed. And I ended up getting actually the surgery that I needed and the care that I needed to fix the acid reflux and fix the hernia and fix all the other things. And since I've been here, I have to say, this is probably the best health care I've ever had in my life. So that being said, um, I know that generally speaking, uh, America is, is not super healthy and it comes to any way, shape or form. So that being, you know, my question is, at what point are we going to start telling people that you can't keep drinking soda and you can't keep eating processed foods and you can't keep doing all of these things that are contributing to these massive amounts of people being overweight, unhealthy, and all of these other things that are happening because we don't have healthy diets and we don't have healthy lifestyles. When do we start being honest with people and telling them that you cannot keep drinking Coke and you can't keep buying cheese puffs for your kids and expect them to be healthy and live long? I, it's it's that, that's the one conversation that I never see here. I never see happening. It's a fair question, Rob. And and uh, well, Doctor Don, I'll let you address. Do you want to take a swing at that? No, I, I absolutely will. Rob, Rob, thanks for calling. And let me start off by saying thank you for your service. Uh, if if you've been affiliated with Tricare, I know what that means and what that translates to. Um, yeah, my, my the first comment that I'll make is is that. Yes, we are poorly rated as a state in terms of our health care. And as with everything that you think about in life, it's multifactorial. Um, it is our baseline genetics in this state. It is uh, the, the income in the state. Um, it is, uh, you know, the, 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 the number of providers that we have. We're, we're, we're kind of understaffed in primary care. Uh, across the state, and, and all of that uh, w- works against us in being able to provide better care. But with that being said, exactly what you're describing, you're going to have pockets of, of fantastic experiences. You know, p- part of the thing that, that we have is, is this bias in, in our, our, our life is that who, who do you hear for? You hear from the people that are unhappy. You know, how often do you hear from the people that, that are just have had a really good experience? People don't go out of their way to, to, to tell that as often as those that have had a poor experience and want to warn everybody else about it. Boy, so, that is certainly true when you work in a newsroom. <laughs> so, go, yeah, go ahead, Russell, you, you very well know what that is, and, yeah. and, and I'm, I'm sure Rob does too. Um, so, ultimately, yeah. the, the heart of your question and what you finally got to, brother, I am in 100% agreement. Um, we lead a sedentary lifestyle. You know, our diet is not as good as what it should be. We are, we are markedly obese. I don't know what the actual statistics are for the state of Oklahoma compared to a national average, but I've got a feeling that the number of people that are in the category of obese, of severely obese and, and markedly obese, uh, is significantly higher than, uh, the, than that of the general population in the country. Um, and that is going to affect all sorts of things. Um, I actually had a, uh, a, a discussion with um, a, a, a local thought leader in the treatment of obesity. And I'm actually, uh, ho- hopefully, I'm going to be able to get uh, Dr. Cronister to, to come on board with us here for a Sunday morning to, to discuss o- obesity and treatments for obesity. Because here's the thing, we can find good ways to treat obesity. They're out there, they're available, and there are even more that are being developed. But that's just a start. 
That's and just again, a that's crutch to get things started. That's fixing uh, a problem that is preventable for most folks in the first place, and and I think that's that's what what Rob's trying to drive at. And just interestingly, um, and, we, and we got just a couple minutes here. Um, I did a, a, a long piece a couple of weeks back. When was this? Uh, this was in Mar- March twelfth, uh, with a Dr. Valerie Bluebird Jernigan. Now, this, this lady is the first Native American ever to sit on the committee that comes up with the USDA's dietary guidelines, and she was invited to join this committee, and they work for this, on this for two years, and they crunch the numbers, and they do the data, and then they issue... Remember the food pyramid? Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. then it became like, what's on my plate, or something like that, those folks, all right? And while I was researching, doing a little research... To, to conduct that interview, I found that the first dietary guidance from the U.S. Department of Agriculture came out in 1894. So, Rob, I'm, what, what, essentially what I'm saying here is the messaging is out there, but it is, there's an, a signal-to-noise ratio when you hear that uh, you know, as a 30-second blip somewhere in the midst of a, a daily uh, programming, and then you are bombarded with advertisements for those soft drinks and those salty foods and those fatty foods and all that kind of stuff. And it's just so much easier to go through a drive through and grab a bag of food than you know, go to the store, buy the stuff, take it home, pr- prepare it, cook it. You know, that, and that's a huge thing. Am I, am I wrong? No, it totally is. And, and it, it becomes a matter of having the desire to listen to those recommendations and do something about them, having the time to listen to those recommendations and do something about them, and having the affordability to listen to those directions and do something about them. That, that's, that's what it comes down to. And, and, you know, the hard part is getting people to be able to have all of those available is not always there. Rob, thanks for calling. Uh, lo- love to hear back from you, brother. Absolutely, Rob. Thank you for listening. Thank you for calling. You can hang around if you want. We do have another caller on the line. I see that call coming in. Going to talk to us about CPAP. Good. I want to hear what you got to say, Donnie. So stay with us. Got to do the news. Welcome back to Sunshine Care Health and Wellness here on 1023 KRMG, Tulsa's News and Talk. I'm Russell Mills. Do appreciate you hanging out on a lovely Sunday morning. I'm here with Dr. Donald Dono Simmons. Good morning, sir. And good morning to you, brother. He is Medical Director of Sunshine Care Partners here in town. Uh, we've got Donnie on the line. Earlier we were talking about my um, <laughs> my uh, adventures with sleep apnea and uh, mentioned my struggles with CPAP and all that. And uh, Donnie, I guess you may have heard some of that. Uh, you're calling us. I think uh, from Claremore. How can we help you this morning, or how can you help me this morning? Well, I just can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, so yeah, I just got in, uh, headed to church, and heard you kind of finish up talking about CPAP. And so I've been uh, probably a month and a half working with the uh, CPAP machine, diagnosed with sleep apnea, all that stuff, and. So I started out with one of those little mouthpiece things that goes right up underneath my nose. And I had terrible experiences with that. I, and I think it's because the doc may know a little bit more. I've got real real nasal problems. One side's almost shut and the other side. Uh, so, and then this time of year, so I've got that Allergies. little thing that goes up under my nose. If it's slight movement, it blocked off my breathing through my nose that I don't do a lot of, but 
it's like I've got to have that open pathway. And I would throw that thing across the room. And so I went back and uh, to my uh, where I got my equipment from, and they gave me the 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 fool that goes over my nose and mouth. And so um, it's been an experience with that. But I found out that if I once I get a good seal on it, and if I have you know if I have that up where I can breathe through my nose a little bit, then I can usually get, I don't know if this is good or bad, but I can get four to six hours of undisturbed sleep with that and then maybe a couple more. But uh, so my experience has not been real great. And I don't know if uh, I've, I've seen all those $25 gadgets and some of that stuff, even uh, just a question about that inspire thing that I've seen some advertisements on if that's uh, not really a good deal or not. I, you know, I, I think my, my gut tells me it, it really, really works for some people, <laughs> right? And, and, and trust me, they, they go, you jump through a lot of hoops that you have to be a, a certain age, a certain weight, you have to have a sleep study, you can't, and they, they go, there's, there's a lot of qualifications for before they'll, they'll put one of those devices in you. I'll tell you that because that's what I was doing. I was jumping through all those hoops and, you know, crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's. That's how I found out that I am not a candidate for that device. Um, okay. Now, let me ask you a, a quick follow-up there. And by the way, thanks thanks for weighing in on this, Donnie, because I'm, I'm interested. Um, but how did you find out? Like, what was it that led you to finally go, oh, man, I got to do something about that? Was you, were you just not sleeping and went to your primary care and they said hey you might be looking in looking at apnea here or how'd that how'd that work okay so some of the things that you may have already talked about i went to my doc and i'm overweight i'm just a little short guy and weigh way too much i work out go to the gym but i still uh, i'm overweight and i do like to eat i learned how to make biscuits a couple of years ago and so it's hard Uh-oh. to not eat biscuits every day so I, that, I have to get behind that. It's what but, you put on the biscuits, bro, but go ahead. Uh, uh, but so, I mean, and homemade biscuits are delicious. Yes, but, they are. Uh, when I was talking to him, he asked me, you know, how my overall, you know, how you feel overall. I say, man, I'm just, I don't sleep well. And I just figured it was this nasal thing. I've, I've got a constant feeling of uh, post-nasal drip. And I've also found out that uh, I've got this on the number of one to four on the back of your throat and how much clearance you've got back there. I've got a, I think they gave me a four, which is about the worst. And I did a sleep apnea. The doc said, well, I think we maybe need to check you for sleep apnea. And so that's what I did. I had an in-home sleep study done. Mm -hmm. And uh, they said that... I would stop breathing 56, 58 times an hour. So that's like every minute I'd stop breathing. Yep. And I thought, well, I'll go check. I'll go find out what's going on. And they got me set up with this CPAP. And uh, I actually, when I filled out my, um, they sent me a, a survey thing to fill out before I got my equipment. And that equipment, one of the questions was, are you uh, claustrophobic? And I'm not, <laughs> but I think 
I tried to I tried to read into the question, and so I put yes because I didn't want to have this big mass amount of stuff on my face. So I'm not really claustrophobic, but and so they gave me that little nose piece thing, and that I had that was terrible. I could not use that, and they gave me the other one. And like I say before. Um, it's, it's working much better for me. Outstanding. Well, I'm really happy for you. And thank you so much for, for calling in. I, I really do appreciate it, Donnie. And, and uh, say hi to the folks at church for us and, and uh, call us again All sometime. Right, we'll do it. Much appreciated. Okay. All right. Thanks, Russell. You betcha, brother. All right. So we've got another caller. It looks like uh, calling in from Wagner. Terry's calling in. Um, and, and Terry, I'm, I'm, the, the message I got from, from our producers a little garbled, but uh, is it uh, hepatitis or what? what? <laughs> no, I've, I've got bursitis. Bursitis, okay, really fair bad. enough. Well, listen, thanks. What, how can we help you? I've, I'm just really frustrated. I've, I've been to chiropractors and been to the doctor, and now they've got me going to pain management. And it's just really painful in my hip. And they say not to do to do exercises, but not to do exercises that cause pain. Well, everything causes pain. So anyway, I just thought I'd see what Dr. Dono would advise, maybe. So one of the very first patients that I had when I very first moved to the town that I lived in, out of out of my residency, um, was kind of one of the matriarchs of town. Um, it was uh, kind of one of the the as I like to call them, one of the important old people in town. She came to see me, and she was complaining of exactly what you are. Uh, is is kind of some some hip pain, um, you know. And the funny thing is, a, as a doctor, I've I've learned when somebody comes to me and says my hip hurts, that that means one of three things. Okay, one is uh, actually the hip joint itself, which is actually in the groin area because that's actually directly overlying. I know, right on the front of your body. Yep. So that's directly overlying where your hip joint itself is. Uh, one is kind of actually kind of on, directly on your side, um, and, and like wh- where you would where you would hit if you if you turned on your side in your sleep and and laid on your side in your sleep, and that's uh, over actually what we call the greater trochanter, and then a lot of people actually pain in the butt. If I'm allowed to say that, um, is you just did. P- so. p- people will will say, "Well, that's my hip," and and that's kind of a, a different thing entirely. Um, if if somebody has introduced the word bursitis into your vocabulary, then that tells me exactly what we're dealing with. It's actually called trochanteric bursitis syndrome, um, and it's basically anytime you've got kind of a bony point on your body, you got a bunch of muscles that attach to that bony point because that's just the way we're built, and a bursa. As a little sack of fluid that actually fits in between the different levels of those uh, of those muscles to help keep them separated, and because it's a bunch of muscles in the same place, that can get irritated, especially with overuse, and that leads to inflammation. Inflammation is where we're, our body's trying to heal that, causes stuff to get red, hot, swollen, and tender, and that's what ends up hurting. Okay, so kind of the hallmarks of what we do for bursitis. Sounds like you have tried several of these. Number one is try and go easy on it and, and, and see what that does. Number two is try more activity and see if getting some blood flow, keeping things loose and, and stable is, is going to do anything to help with that. Of course, acetaminophen, which is Tylenol, is very good for pain control. Anybody who is able to and allowed to take an oral non-steroidal anti-inflammatory is a good thing. 
course, anybody that's got tummy trouble or kidney bean troubles, we, we try and keep that to a minimum. Here's the thing. They actually now have, have a topical non-steroidal anti-inflammatory. You can buy that over-the-counter, which is the Voltaren gel. We, we can prescribe that in a, in a little bit bigger tube uh, as a prescription strength. One of the things that I'm a big fan of, actually two of the things that I'm a big fan of, number one is physical therapy. Okay, physical therapy does things a little different than what chiropractors do. Chiropractors are trying to slowly move things around and adjust them uh, and, and try and coax some muscles into doing some different things. Physical therapy is going to work on trying to improve blood flow. It's going to work on trying to loosen muscles up uh, and strengthen things. And then the last thing that I'm a big fan of is poke the darn thing with a shot of cortisone steroid and see what it does. It, stick around with us after the break. I'd love to hear whether you have done that at all. Um, and, and I, I want to hear, hear the rest of your story. Yeah, if you can stay with us, Terry, that would be great. Uh, we do got to take a quick time out. I'm looking at the little thingy. I'm going to say about three and a half, four minutes. We'll be right sure. back. You're listening to Sunshine Care Health and Wellness on 1023 KRMG, Tulsa's News and Talk. Sunshine Care Health and Wellness on 1023 KRMG, Tulsa's News and Talk. My name is Russell Mills. I am a sleep apnea sufferer. We made that clear this morning. We're still talking about it during the break. I'm here with the medical director of Sunshine Care Partners, Dr. Donald Simmons, a.k.a. Dr. Dono. Good morning, sir. Aha, i got to push the blue button. A ah, little blue button. And good morning to you, sir. All right, Terry is on the line. She called us uh, from Wagner. Terry, unfortunately, is, is suffering with uh, bursitis, which is uh, can be severe pain. And it's it's on the that sort of that... It's not the technically the hip. What do you call it? it the, the greater trochanter. The greater trochanter. I'm going to... Yeah, I'll remember that. Yeah, I don't Anyway, um, and we're talking about maybe some, some ways that Terry can, can try to, to deal with that. It um, doesn't sound like hip replacement's even an option here because it's not a problem yeah, it, with the hip. It's not a problem with the hip. So, Terry, what, what all have, has been done for you so far? I'm, I'm curious to hear your story. Terry? We must have lost Terry. Did we lose her? No, I'm still here. Oh, there uh-huh. she is. Okay, Good morning, you. there she is. So, so I, I'm curious to hear what all, what all has been done for you so far um, that, that obviously haven't gotten a good solution yet. Pretty much uh, Aleve and Motrin and uh, buy stock in those because I've taken a lot of them. (laughs) And so, yeah, I'm starting to have some kidney issues, too, now because of that, I think. Maybe from what you said, Uh uh, I wonder if it's causing that problem, too. But anyway, uh, my doctor had mentioned a cortisone injection, and I was a little hesitant, but it sounds like that may be about the only... Go leap back into your doctor's arms and demand that. Tell him you heard some guy on the radio talking about it. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I mentioned, as, as I started the story and, I, and said I had kind of the matriarch of, of the community came to see me, and, and the ending of that story is that she came to see me and, and had this pain, and I knew exactly what it was, and I said, give me a sec, to, and I went out and got my stuff, um, and I gave her the shot. I told her, I said, this isn't going to hurt me a bit. And ga- <laughs> gave her the shot. And this lady danced down the hallway because it was an instantaneous relief of her pain. And it didn't take long before everybody in town knew that this new guy that came into town, he knows some things. 
he was able to fix the matriarch. So, and, and here's maybe long term, once you get the pain under control, you can start <clears throat> doing some exercise that might help. And, and I was thinking, you know, maybe uh, swimming type stuff, right? Where it's not weight bearing, but you're and really exercising those muscles and yes. trying to... Think that might be a, a I'm so far rural that to get to a pool is, I mean, it's like 30 miles one way. You know, I live rurally, and so I've... How big is your bathtub? <laughs> not, not that big. Hmm. Any hotels in the area? There, there was, uh, that, that was very tongue-in-cheek. Thank you for going <laughs> along with it, Terry. <laughs> I wish. I believe me, because I love to swim, but that's just not... It's not feasible for so me. So, in, in in the meantime, what you may consider doing, especially if you know you've been on um, a, a lot of a leave, I don't know if you've seen the over-the-counter Voltaren gel. Um, it started. It, I had tried that, and okay. it started bothering my stomach on about the fourth day. Wow! All right, that's that's it. So you may have yeah. a one of those sensitive stomachs. Yeah, I do. I, I, I'm as I've gotten younger. <laughs> Oh, you're one of those Benjamin Button folks. (laughs) Have uh, shown up. So uh, the other thing that I'll throw in is that uh, any of the stuff that makes you smell like an old lady Mm has also got some benefit. What those actually are. I use those. Yes, I use. Yes, I use topical. Then, then it, it sounds to me like you just need to to gently march back to your doctor's office and say, "I know you you offered this once before. Uh, I, I've done some thinking about it, and and I really want to do that." And, and here's the thing: you're going to go in there kind of nervous, like a pregnant nun, that that there's something going to be bad about this. It's going to hurt, and and I promise you, it will not hurt more than what your mind is making it out to be. Um, and, and just about a hundred percent of the time, it's going to hurt a lot less than what your mind is it's making it out a to shot, be. Right and. And it will be a fairly instantaneous relief because there's two things that we use when, when we do that shot. Number one is um, there's some the, the steroid in there, but we also use some, some numbing medicine, some lidocaine um, that, kind of, number one, lets us know we're in the right place. And number two, you know, if I'm squirting stuff into your hip that's going to basically add volume to the space around your hip, I don't want that to hurt two or three hours from now because I have poked something in there and it's in there. So that's where the lidocaine is helpful. And what that does is it gives you kind of a preview of, of how good things are going to be in the next three or four days beyond that. And so I how- heard there were some dangers with the cortisone injections. Uh, is that not true? It, it, as a short-term thing, and as long as you're not getting them regularly, um, no, there really is not significant danger to it. You know, we, we worry about it in people that are diabetic. We worry about it in people who are subject to chronic infectious processes uh, because steroids can have the potential of decreasing the functional status of your immune system. Um, you know, where we worry about it long term is um, it can increase risk of diabetes. It can increase risk of osteoporosis. Um, but the theory is, is, is get your hip better, get it to where it's not quite so ticked off, let it heal itself on a more uh, slow and steady basis. You're not going to have near as many issues. And most of the time, a, a shot to the greater trochanter is not something that has to be repeated every two or three months uh, in perpetuity. It, it's typically a fairly short-lived problem once you can get it under control. And I, I was going to ask, how long could she expect that shot to work for her? It, it's entirely variable. I've seen some folks that come in, and, you know, a week later and say, "Doc, I, I, it worked for 12 hours, and then it, and then it went away," you know, and, and didn't help any. And 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 that person, I'm going to look at it and say, 
Hey, if it worked for, for 8 or 10 or 12 hours, that was because of the lidocaine, and if it didn't, didn't help beyond that, that's going to kind of put the idea in my mind that, hey, maybe this isn't because of an inflammatory process, and there might be something else going on. Um, you know, said, yeah, the doctor said that it could be diagnostic. And that's I didn't exactly know what right. that meant, so I guess what you're saying is what he meant. So I actually tell people this is going to be both therapeutic and diagnostic. Therapeutic means it's going to help, but diagnostic, you know, here's the thing. If, if I put, you know, a steroid is good for anti-inflammation, and if I put an anti-inflammation into your hip and it helps it, good, then that means it was a problem with inflammation. If, if I put an anti-inflammation something into your hip and it doesn't do diddly squat, then that kind of confirms it's not an inflammation problem, that it's probably more of an anatomical problem. And at that point is when it's time to, to see about getting some imaging, perhaps getting orthopedics involved rather than pain management um, to, to be able to see what else might be. So, so it's, it's kind of a fork in the road type deal where you can decide which path to take that's going to hopefully lead you to a resolution. And what did Yogi Berra say when you come to a fork in the road? Take it. Reach down and take it. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, I guess... Well, you have helped a lot. That's given me a lot of information. Well, Terry, I'm so glad that you, that you called and thank you so much for listening and uh, maybe get back with this here in a little bit after you've, after you've seen the doc and, and follow up with us. Let us know how it worked out. Thank you so much. I appreciate you both. Have a great day, Miss Terry. <laughs> you as well. Bye-bye. All right. Interesting interesting show today, sir. Uh, sleep and bursitis. That's, you know, and we never know where we're going to go. <laughs> it, it, it is a choose-your-own-adventure, except it's not even choose-your-own-adventure. It gets chosen for us. And uh, uh, that's 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 some of the fun and spontaneity it, of this show. It absolutely is one of the reasons I love live radio. So uh, this has been Sunshine Care Health and Wellness, and uh, we spent the last hour with my buddy here, Dr. Donald R. Simmons, a.k.a. Dr. Dono. Uh, thank you, sir. He's medical director for Sunshine Care Partners. You can learn more about them at sunshinecare.com online and we'll see you here next Sunday beginning at 9 a.m. for Sunshine Care Health and Wellness. My name is Russell Mills. Thanks for listening. The news and the weather is next. Oh, and don't forget Money Talk starts at 10.05. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.